0: Welcome, you found the People of Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Swab. Today on the show, I have Nelson Johnston. Nelson is our youngest guest to date at only 24 years old, but don't let his age fool you. He is in a league of his own when it comes to working hard. He has quite the unconventional success story. He self-describes himself during the podcast as spoiled rotten. Attending Macaulay Private High School, he assumed he would go to college and become a doctor or a lawyer. That is, until he convinced a mechanic to give him a job at 16 years old and discovered manual labor for the first time. It was hard work, and he loved it. Something in him came alive. He found creative ways to get the older guys at work to teach him how to fix more and more complex things. These relationships developed into mentors, and he was hooked on working with his hands. He canceled plans to go to college, and after graduating high school, became obsessed with welding and fabrication. Eventually, he almost lost his leg due to infection from overworking and is missing his pinky toe to prove it. Now, he has started his own custom fabrication business and is the example of what you can do or what you can accomplish when passion and drive converge along with mentorship and some good old never quit attitude. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Nelson Johnston. All right, we're, we are recording. I'm here with Nelson Johnston, the Johnston with the T. <laughs> From Troy, Alabama. From Troy, Alabama. Not,
1: <laughs> not, not the Coca-Cola Johnsons, unfortunately. But yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I think you're doing well for yourself still.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you.
0: Um, so my friend Matt told me about you and uh you're a welder mm-hmm. and um how did this you're a good welder um i also heard that you um i read this somewhere you designed a stage for kanye west
1: so not quite okay that <laughs> sounds really good Now, uh you know in uh in my industry which is custom fabrication uh um, machining and just fabrication in general uh, and i guess welding as well it uh it's hard to get into, right? So it's not like woodworking where you can get a bandsaw and the skill saw and the sander and get going. Like, you know, a metal cutting bandsaw is like extremely expensive. And H- like how much priders. is it? I mean, so I mean, f- the the bottom line maybe five grand, and then you know, like really, you want something that's like thirty. You know, yeah. I've been uh, I used my grandmother's college fund. This was five grand to buy mine. Yeah. Sorry, Grandma. Already, you know, <laughs> like it's. But uh, you know it's so expensive to get into the industry, um, and so to get going, I knew what I had to do was to hustle, and when people needed something, like I wasn't the first pick, but I'd get it done right now, and so that job, um, a company was doing a stage for them, and they needed these uh, tread plate transitions to uh, basically eliminate trip hazard, oh, but they only had like two days. Yeah. And like I was crazy enough to be like, guys, I swear, I can do it. And uh, sure enough, we did it. Just me and another guy at that time. And uh, we cut a bunch of tread plate. We formed it on the press break that my, my dear friend, Dave perano helped me rebuild over a winter. And uh, we got it to him, but it was neat. But we didn't design it.
0: Did you, um, did you not sleep during those two days? Um, so
1: actually, I mean, my policy is, so let's hit it hard and let's coast to the finish. And so that was one of those where we did an excellent job of executing that. Um, but there has been many jobs like that where, you know, there was no sleep. But uh, I get criticized of being too much of a, a softy and, and a people person. I know that this is my company, and I try to take on the heavy load. Like, I would rather send my guys home and me paint all night, if that's what it took. Um, but that's, you know, that, that can be good and bad.
0: Let, let's rewind and go to the beginning. Um, so you didn't go to college. That's the whole, sorry, grandma, you used the, the college <laughs> fund. Yeah. Right. So what made you decide, um, you know, not to go to college? It all
1: really began uh, with my first job, which was at uh, market street tire. I was working for crew rock. Um, he was fabulous. And, uh, I had no mechanical background. I mean, my dad like didn't even have a, a socket set. He's a I mean, the best guy in the world, my best friend, and oh my gosh, I love him, but um he he's in commercial real estate. And, you know, like it's a lot easier to get your oil changed than to do it yourself. Um but I wrote crew a letter and somehow some way, I'm sure there was external influences, but he he let me come and work for him when I was 16, and it was at a car shop, you know, Bark Street uh tire, but, uh, I fell in love with it and, uh, it was tough, you know, and I'll never forget the, the foreman, Randy, um, he would look at me and be where the F is your broom? <laughs> you know, like, so I, I learned quickly that the policy was, if you can sit, you can sweep, you know, work your butt off. And if you want to go anywhere, you better, you know, help, help someone out and they'll teach you something. So I was always trying to help the mechanics out and they were teaching me things. And I, I fell in love with it. And it was this challenge. Um, because I was that spoiled rotten little thing, you know, and I was not from that environment, but I, I, I wanted to, to be an equal to them and, and to work as hard as them and, and to do as well. Um, and, and, you know, they reciprocated and, uh, they taught me so much. And so the next summer I went to quality tire, for, um, and worked for Tom Everly, which was amazing, hard, and I loved it. And, uh, you know, it was just a total transition from and Macaulay, I thought that you know, you you went to school, you went to college, and then you're a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. And so I was learning this whole new way of life and it was so rewarding and um my my mentor, uh, Roy Brown, who was uh the the lead technician at quality, he, he hated me at first. He hated me. Why'd he hate you? Um, because I was a spoiled rotten little piece of, you know <laughs> what, I mean like he, and uh, I bribed him with milkshakes, like literally like I, with milkshakes. Uh, I found his like, he loved like sonic milkshakes. It's his weakness. And so like I'd be back there like, Hey Mr. Roll, I got you a milkshake when I was at lunch. I was like, can you show me how to do a break job? You know? And, uh, he did. And before long, I mean, he was like a second father. Um, and so he, he started teaching that stuff and, uh, long story short, I was supposed to go to Swanee and I was like two weeks before moving in and I'm like, dad, I love you, man, but I don't know what I'm going to learn there. Like I'm learning so much every day at work and it's fascinating and like, I want to keep doing this. And, uh, amazingly, he was like, I support you, with whatever you do, if you're working hard, keep at it. And, uh, I mean, so that really, that's the only reason I didn't go to college is because like, I didn't know what I was going to go there to learn. So I was going to continue learning, you know, kind of more hands-on, but you know, it, it's it was fun to me. It was a challenge, and I I didn't feel challenged at school, probably because I didn't apply myself. But
0: you know, well, maybe were you interested? I mean, maybe because you weren't interested in it. M- maybe so.
1: You know, I I guess I just learned different. Hmm. But you know, it would uh, and I also know that like I overdo everything. You know, and I, I know that that's a a great strength of mine and a huge weakness. And I was going to do one thing if I went to Swanee, and it wasn't study. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel you there. Yeah. So, um, so then what'd you do? Do you, did you stay at home? Did you move out of your parents' house? No. Stay- so
1: I was staying home and I was working. Yeah. I was going to quality tire. I was working. And, uh, crazy enough, um, a guy who started working with my father named Carlton Smith. He, uh, a guy that he went to high school with, um, was a contractor in Colorado and Glenwood Springs. And this guy calls me one day and he's like, Hey, you want to come work for us? And I'm like, no, I love Chattanooga. I love what I'm doing. Make it $11 an hour. I'm on top of the world. You know, like this is life. This is, this is it. And, uh, He's like, well, we're all hunting guides, and I'll pay you 18 an hour. And I was like, I'm going to pack up my 99 Dodge, and I'll be there in two weeks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. And so I went out there, and uh, I, I spent a year out there building log homes with a group of guys, and it was phenomenal. It was really phenomenal.
0: Were they uh, real log houses?
1: So, like, they were pre-engineered. Mm-hmm. Um, so we weren't, like, notching the logs, but basically, you know building houses with chainsaws nonetheless. Um, but yes, real log houses. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was fascinating and, uh, great, great guys, mostly from Wisconsin and Michigan. So it was a great culture change for me. And, uh, you know, it was a carry on from what I learned at the car shop, like just with work ethic. I mean, these are guys that worked hard, real hard. And, I started just really appreciating that and the value in that and how rewarding that was. And, uh, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't so much monetarily. It was, I mean, I, I, there's no doubt I'm kind of messed up,
0: but I love working hard. Do your friends like working hard? Um,
1: yeah. Cause I have so few. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, Keep in mind, my best friend is seventy-seven. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm kind of an old soul. Yeah, but um, my, the friends my age, they do work hard. Um, but I think it's something that is missing with my age group.
0: It's hard to find them. Mm-hmm. You, it's hard for me to find. You know, I'm a commercial fisherman, and mm-hmm. me finding good help of people that are willing to work hard and put down their cell phone um, difficult. Yes. And um, you were getting yelled at at the shop for uh, sitting down instead of grabbing the broom. You quickly learned. You know, you don't do that. No. And uh, that's a rarity, it seems like.
1: And and I don't know if it's like people get their feelings hurt or or what. But what's crazy to me and and maybe I'm just that lucky and blessed. But um, with people that work for me, like I've been extraordinarily lucky, like extraordinarily and uh, haven't, I guess, you know, felt that whole. You know, can't find anybody that's worth a doing. Well, hard
0: work's contagious, and uh, people follow the leaders for sure. So, um, if you're working really hard, it's easier for your employees to see that, and you know, want to do the yeah. same thing.
1: Yeah, I mean that 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 makes sense. And um, I mean the the only system of management that I believe in is is leading by example. Mm-hmm. I mean that's for sure. Um, because and 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 you know, part of the um, motivation to, to form my own company I'm sure kind of like you is to be able to do it yourself and to, to, to do it your way um, as selfish as that sounds but like you know I kind of had some built up like man I didn't like the way they did that that wasn't very efficient and like you know that, that was kind of crappy and like he he was trying to to really just like make fun of me like I'm going to do this right I'm sure everybody starts like that Oh yeah, you do your best but I, I, I was like man you know I love metal And, like, I'm fascinated by it, and it's fun, and it's cool, and it's hard, and it's a huge challenge, and everybody says it's impossible. But also, like, I love people, and I love building other people up. I mean, my my dad always taught me, like, to always look out for the, the, the little guy, the guy getting bullied. I mean, no one in our class got bullied. Like, it just, you know, it's so much more rewarding. Like, I would much rather take somebody who is, you know, struggling with something, and, and as challenging and as much weight as it might put on me, I'd much rather help them get to the next level. And it's, it's fascinating to me just as much as metal is,
0: you know. So, so when you were out in Colorado, how long did that last for?
1: A year. And so like I told you, I overdo everything mm. and I loved working. It was awesome. I, I learned that if I was working seven days, I was getting paid a lot more. If It was fine, you know, yeah. it was fun and I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. And um, literally, uh, I got a blister and never gave it a break. I was working seven days a week. It was great. And uh, all of a sudden, this blister started becoming a problem. It was smelling bad and like, you know, whatever. Mom's not around, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a man. Blisters heal themselves. Well, uh, the guy I was working for at the time, as a kind of a reward, um, myself and five other guys built this home, uh, in, in, a very, uh, rural part of Colorado in like seven days or something. It was like seven or 10 days. It was just crazy, crazy fast. And he took us all fishing in Canada. So here I got my foot. It's starting to swell up and stuff. And I get this opportunity of fishing in Canada. I'm like, I'm going fishing. And, uh, so we fly out there and we get on this float plane. I mean, we, we flew 150 miles and there's road. We, we land. I mean, my foot's so swollen. I can't wear a boot. So my tough, butt, you know, which is not cool sometimes I went a week without wearing a boot with an infected foot, like an <laughs> idiot. Right. Yeah. But I, here I am at the time I'm like 19 and with all these people, they're like 40 plus the youngest one was 40 and the next one up's 50, you know. And uh, we get we get done with all that, and they, they drop me off at a dock in the box in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The guy's like, yeah, you're going to lose your leg. And I'm like, oh, shit.
0: The <laughs> doctor know? said that? Yeah.
1: And I was like, oh, no. And uh, <laughs> so out there, everybody called me Sunshine because uh, I always was in a good mood. Like, no matter what, like, I love to work hard. And I love to make the best of every situation. And so they're like, Sunshine, you are screwed <laughs> and I'm like oh no so we get back to Colorado like, I go see another doctor he's like yeah you're probably going to lose your leg same thing I'm like oh man so I get my you know 1999 Dodge I go get a couple pairs of underwear and change of clothes and my contacts and I just drive 22 hours home and uh, I pull, I'll i never forget I pulled in the driveway my mom came out
0: Nelson what are you doing you, know, oh, you didn't even tell her you were coming oh no and I said mama
1: I need to talk to you about something what what's wrong you know let's sit down and uh so she got me a little doctor's appointment scheduled i was like i think it's gonna be fine i think it just let let it go too far and um i apologize to your viewers but you could stick your dog on pinky finger to the first knuckle up in this hole in my foot i mean it was bad and uh long story short uh jesse Doty here in town uh took care of me I had two surgeries didn't walk for six months I mean, quarter million dollars of antibiotics. I mean, it was a nightmare, and uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of funny stories involved in that. Um,
0: yeah, let's go through them. Let's hear. Well,
1: it. You know, after the first surgery, we thought we we really got it. You know, and I'll never forget. You know, I looked at my dad and I go, "Dad, I want you to know, I've really learned my lesson this time." he goes, I'm tired of you learning fucking lessons. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, it was, you know, I was like, man, you know, because my whole life I was just trying to be this tough guy that fit into this crowd because I was so used to being in the collared shirt, you know, preppy. It was different. And uh, I, I, I wanted so bad to be in this other crowd. And, uh, you know, I took it too far, like everything else. Um, so the second surgery, you know, it was, like, right before New Year's, and I'll never forget, like, waking up in the hospital. And I, th- I guess it was New Year's Day at that point. And I was like, Dad, don't worry. It's January 1st, and you've already met your deductible. <laughs> you know, and he's like, <laughs> "But it. Was, uh it was, like, a couple of days later, and I started the company in the hospital, Thoroughbilt. Because um, I was sitting there thinking, I had, like, maybe, maybe... Eight to $10,000 saved up, Um, and uh, I was sitting in the hospital with my phone. I've watched every show on the Speed Channel 16 times, you know, and I've drank in like three cases of ginger ale thanks to the nurse, and I'm like, you know, if I'm going to keep working this hard, I'm going to do something I love, and Roy, my mentor, kind of uh, introduced me to welding. I'm back at the car shop, and I was fascinated by it, fascinated by it. And so I was just, I mean, in the hospital, just watching YouTube video after YouTube video after YouTube video. So I started a welding cup thing. I mean, really not knowing what I was doing, honestly. I mean, shooting from the hip.
0: Yeah, in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't walk for six months?
1: Pretty much off and on. Like, like, I would... Some crutches. I was on a scooter a long time, yeah. but for a long period, I just had to keep my foot elevated. Um, but it, I mean, it was treacherous and I mean, my heart just goes out to my, my my mom and dad. I mean, they're incredible people. They, they housed me, took care of me. I mean, I had a pick line, which is like a, basically they, they insert a tube that goes into your heart. And so I had to give myself an IV every day for six weeks. These crazy expensive antibiotics. Um, it was wild.
0: How close was it? To getting cut off. Well,
1: thanks to modern medicine, you know, and so Jesse Doty here in town is like the best. And I mean, I guess I just lucked out. Um, but I'm sure, you know, 15, 20 years ago, they wouldn't have taken a chance. They would have just cut it off.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, in Wisconsin, they were saying it's coming off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Colorado.
1: Yeah. And and so I don't know if that was, you know, just bad, you know, malpractice or, yeah. or what, but you know. 15, 20 years ago, like they don't, just, they they're not going to take a chance. When you have these strong infections going through your foot, I mean, they don't know for sure where it ends. Um when, uh, I mean, even Jesse at one point goes, you know, you know, because he he has to go over everything, and he was like, you know, man, like you could wake up without a foot. And I kind of had the serious face, and I looked at my dad, and I go, I can weld without a foot. <laughs> yeah, like I've. I feel so bad. I put, I put him through a lot of grief.
0: Wow. But, uh, do you, uh, do you have a hole there? a permanent? No. Hole? So what
1: they, what he did and actually, um, my, so it's on my pinky toe, which thankfully you really don't need one, but, uh, they, they cut off the bone. I guess it's the behind the tip of the toe, mm-hmm. which is, I guess the phalange, maybe something like that, but it's not connected. But, uh, I mean, he did a great job. Like could be way, 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 way worse. Um, but no, I, I definitely consider myself extremely lucky.
0: Yeah, so you're down to four, four toes.
1: Yeah, but you know, I had the ugliest feet in the world anyway. Like, I, <laughs> I, I never, I never had a chance of being a foot model, they're so it just, didn't matter. No, no, like they're they're horrible. Yeah, horrible.
0: You can hide them behind those steel-toed boots. You know, I just, I stopped caring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: it's like the armpit sweat thing. I, I used to be embarrassed about that. My dad was like, Nelson. It just means your cooling system's working well. Yeah, <laughs>
0: you <know>? it does. <laughs> so, so you started this welding business, mm-hmm. and tell me about that and how you started it.
1: Well, I mean, it was just because I couldn't get my mind off of it. I loved it, and I bought my first welder. Um, I saved up enough money at the car shop, and I, I went to a uh, it was a Tractor Supply Labor Day sale, and I bought a hundred ten volt Hobart welder. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like literally emptied the bank account, you yeah. know. Because making 11 bucks an hour, you know, it's slim pickings. But um, I just, I, I used to, I, I set it up in my parents' basement. It's like a garage where most of the places are like 5'11 and I'm 6'1. Yeah. So like it's, it really makes your, your head tough. I mean, just, you know, <laughs> constantly. But uh, I would just stay up to like, you know, midnight, one o'clock, two in the morning, just welding things, just trying it, watching a YouTube video and trying it again, try to make it better the next time. And, I mean, and to this day, every single weld, it's this fascination of trying to make it the best one you've ever done. And it never stops. And, you know, ultimately, like, that is what drew me into the industry um, and and welding and fabrication and machining is that it's so metaphorical. Like, metal is unforgiving, but you can work with it if you want to. And uh, there's so many metaphors like you know, on a daily basis uh, on, and I learn so much every day, every day, every job. But I, I guess it was like the life lessons that I take from it that really made me want to do it forever. Um, but I, I wake up every morning just like thrilled and I feel so lucky for that.
0: Yeah. You know. And then, um, when, how long have you had this company? How old were you when you started it?
1: Uh, well, I was 19. So, I mean, so we're, about 4 years in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's been it's been wild.
0: That's cool. That's when I started my first business when I was 20.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. I can't believe what you did though because it's it's like it's so unknown. And it's so I mean I thought my industry was competitive, but like you were just telling me that I mean you've been attacked.
0: I've been attacked. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Fishing. Yeah, you wouldn't think fishing get attacked, but I've been attacked. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it says a lot about you that you're here to hold your ground. You keep coming.
0: Well, you have to. Yeah. You have to. It's uh the most competitive industry I've ever worked in, for sure.
1: Why, why do you keep coming?
0: Golden handcuffs, right? You need the money. It's good money, pretty fast. Right? Yeah. But you inspire me because you love your job. And that's that's a rarity. And and you dodged a bullet by skipping college and owing fifty hundred thousand dollars in debt, and then doing a job you didn't even like.
1: Well, I mean, let's—I I don't want to deceive anybody. Like, I—I I mean, I w- i have been blessed. Like, without my parents, this would never happened, like for sure. But my dad in- intentionally has not helped me financially. Yeah, which is I'm so thankful for. But you know, I've lived with them. You know, don't have. Um, they've done so much for me and they supported me, but you know, there's a reason. I mean, I, I'm not the reason that I went three years without paying myself. I regimented it on $150 a week, you know, but like it, uh, I, I'm in this position, you know, a lot because of them and I, I'm thankful for that, but they, they, it was not something that they invested in and i'm so thankful for that but yeah i can't imagine like having to raise a family and start a business like this at this point like it's impossible because i've given everything to my company everything and like i was the last person to get paid and i'm still pretty much the lowest person on the payroll you know i just bought myself a truck so i started at that sentence but
0: What'd, what'd you get? What'd you get for a truck? Yeah.
1: So I, I had a uh, ninety
0: nine Dodge. No, no, we've upgraded. Okay.
1: <laughs> you know, um, but we we have a thirty five hundred, you know, flatbed that I've been driving because it's the work truck. And I finally, re- you know, and my my good friend Annie Stone talked me into like, hey man, like, why are you always driving this heavy ass truck? Like you're delivering at, what ten percent of the time, you're doing a job maybe five half the time you're going to quote things and all that you need to put uh you know your guys on the insurance and let them go do it i'm like no that's crazy whoa that makes sense so i bought a f-150 you know and and this week three days out of the week um my right hand man adam's been uh in uh calhoun and also nashville he was in calhoun on wednesday and uh nashville the last two days uh literally cutting up a bridge yeah, so we're, we're making money with the truck now. It's not just following me. Mm-hmm. So, What's this cutting up a bridge so job? this was fascinating. I got a call from a guy that I worked with in Colorado, uh, which is wild, on Tuesday. He called me at like 7 o'clock at night. He's like, hey, man, I'm in Calhoun. I'm working with this bridge builder now. I'm like, bridge builder? Wow. He's like, can you come look at this? I, I, I think you might be able to help us. And So I just hop in the truck, and I get out there this this guy named Lee it was fascinating um, for the last 15 years he's been taking railroad car frames and reusing them as bridges okay so you have a engineered and stamped and 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 you know certified structure for a certain weight load yeah that you can buy for maybe $20,000 I mean scrap it's it's because it's you know at some point it it exits his life of of service with the railroad. And you dig a couple footers, you drop this thing in there, and now it's a bridge. And so, you know, if you're a private landowner or something, you have a creek run through your property, you need to build a bridge, well, you can spend $300,000 and get it engineered and manufactured to build it. Or you can get this guy, and he's going to ship this thing down there. He's going to come with two excavators, and they're going to set that puppy in there. And it's going to cost you, you know, maybe 50, 60. So it's fascinating. So they needed us uh, to cut these flanges off. Um, it, It's like a 90-foot run, big 90-foot cut out of like five-eighths plate. And uh, he was like, man, this would take us days. And I'm like, no, I would do them day. No way. I'm like, no, man. They're like, really? And uh, I had this crazy idea, you know. And I... <laughs> That's how all these jobs start. <laughs>
0: what's so? What's the crazy idea?
1: So, like, I was, like I told him that, not really knowing. But so, I'm driving back to the shop, and I was like, "All right, I've got this thing called a Buggo. It's like a robot. I'm gonna take our welder and use it to power our plasma cutter. I'm gonna get some nitrogen because we can't get an air compressor out there. And I'm gonna set this plasma cutter with, a, basically, tie it with a zip tie to the Buggo, and let it ride along the edge of this beam, and it's gonna just cut the whole thing we're just gonna dial in the speed and let it go so we did so we're on bridge number four now
0: (laughs) it worked perfectly
1: oh it worked great i mean there were some hiccups like everything but you know uh my best friend bob chasen he's 77 i guess i love him um he always told me that his dad would tell him get the job and then figure it out
0: yeah i've heard that before from someone else yeah. I think some famous people say that. <laughs> Probably. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Bob's bad about stealing other people's quotes. Yeah. <laughs> S-
0: secure the job and then then reverse engineer how you're gonna do it.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure you've had to do it with the fishing a whole lot.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> like- oh yeah. I bought a boat before and then um I, I uh then I had to figure out how to get the money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's coming, I swear. Yeah. Uh, wow.
0: Yeah, I had to do that one. But
1: you got such a good deal, right?
0: Oh, such a good deal! Oh my, yeah. He won. I bought a boat for fifteen thousand. He wow. wanted twenty five for it, and I didn't have any money. I didn't have fifteen either. But, right? But I I figured out what was wrong with it because the boat was broken, and mm-hmm. he couldn't. He didn't know what was wrong with it, and it was uh. Well, basically, the headers on a boat sometimes have uh, water coolant flowing through them, and that's called a Siamese, and that's oh, water cooled wow. exhaust now there was a crack in that siamese so every time you turn off the boat water would drain from the exhaust into the cylinders and that would surprise him why is there water in the cylinders and um i didn't i didn't know why either but um i i've i've I figured it out just like invest cuz i need a new boat cuz i the boat i had at the time uh, i cracked it um going dry on a rock oh, wow. so it's like i don't have a boat with a broken back. I, I'm up here to fish. I got to figure something out. Wow. So, um, I figured, I figured out what it was, but I didn't tell him I knew. And then, and I said, I, c- I can give you 15. And he said, no. So I walked away. And then, and then he called me back a couple hours later. He's like 15. Oh, I'm wow. like, sweet. Sounds good. And then I'm like, how do I get this money? <laughs> right. So <laughs> yeah. what'd you do? Uh, I want to, I fish for a company called Trident Seafoods. Cool. And, um, I went to the head cheese, and I was, I think, 22 years old. And I've been working on this boat. for Fearless. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was working on this boat for the last, you know, three, four days. Dirty, sweatpants. I got long, shaggy hair. Um, <laughs> you know, still had pimples on my face. I was that young. And glasses. And uh, I, I asked the guy, hey, um, can I borrow 15 grand for this boat? And he's like, <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never forget this. He's like, Luke, we're not a bank. But we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like yeah. like, yeah, sweet. Sounds good. And then, um, he kind of watched me the whole season and I had, right. I had a fantastic year I almost named the boat after him actually. Wow. But, um, yeah, I I got a break. That's but, awesome. You know, when you're young, you get breaks like that. Yes. People, you're young, you have a baby face. Um, uh, you show drive, like yep. take advantage of that now before you turn like 30, mm-hmm. you know? So,
1: and and like, it's funny you say that. It's like, I know that's expiring. Oh, right? it is. It and will it's expire. expiring because, you know, it's those good deeds that have gotten us here to this point and we have so far to go, but it's like, um, honestly now it's like now there's other people to help.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's you can the, be the guy now helping the 16 yeah. year, I mean, who's the youngest guy you have that so works this is at your so, shop?
1: So cool. Um, I just hired this guy named, uh, Colton McCormick and he came out of a, uh, I think it was Sequoia high school. First job.
0: First job ever. Oh, first job ever.
1: And uh, so he came in and and like a man came and interviewed with me and, you know, was polite. And and I hired him on the spot. Uh, Kind of, you know, was like, man, I can't pay you X, but I'll start you here and let you prove yourself. And uh, like on the first or second day, he's like, hey, man, can I uh, stay late and practice? I'm like, my man. I mean, cause that's all I used to do. I yeah. used to not throw a piece of metal away till I've welded all over it. Yeah. You know? And so that was like, so inspiring for me to like see that energy in him. And, um, he's done great. You know, he's, he's been with us, uh, maybe two months now, but it's cool to see him. And, you know, I, everybody else kind of, we kind of joke. I'm like, Hey, you know, teach Colton how we like the, the, the attitude we present towards this activity. And, uh, you know, cause I preach velocity. Like I do not like sluggish, you know, it's, I love good attitude, good positive energy. Like let's roll together as a team. Um, and so like he had, he most certainly had a little learning curve, but man, he's just, he's done great. So it's cool to see someone like that, listen and learn and take it in rather than combat it. So that's why I say I've been so lucky with hiring people. Like do you have any
0: employees that are older than you?
1: Yes, uh, Mr. Kenny, who's fabulous, and he's in his fifties and um, has just been a joy. I was building a platform for Duke Energy. Actually, it was for a, a local um, machining company, Master Machine, and they they let us weld it for them. Um, they've been a pleasure to work with, but uh, you know, it's a big deal. You know, like. It's one of these things where everything has to be mag particle tested. Every single weld, you know, like serious stuff.
0: What's that terminology, mag particle tested? So that They mean? go
1: through and basically use a magnet and powder to test welds for any possible cracks or deviations. Um, so everything has to be perfect because um, it's a life-supporting platform. And this platform was designed to sit in a hydroelectric turbine unit um, and and provide a work service for mill rights to rebuild the the turbine um so was, that was that was a that was a cool job and we've done more since then but uh i put an ad out for for you know helping hands and work you know welders and i'll never forget kenny came in on this motorcycle and he's like hey man like not good with email just figured i'd bring you my resume and i was like okay cool or well, he was like he was like who do i drop this office i was like well me he's like well like should i take it do you have an office i was like no like it's my company And i I was welding at the time yeah you know and and uh i was like let's just interview right now man so i put my hood up you know i'm like dirty as crap and uh i was like tell me about yourself what do you do and he's like well i've been in uh i've been remodeling houses for a while and i'm like well, so why, why are you here <laughs> And he's like, I think I just wanna try I I, I wanna get into metal. And I'm like, Man, you're like fifty something. And he's like, I can learn anything and I wanna learn. And I was like, You're hired. And he's been incredible. He's like our utility guy, man. Like he'll do anything. Like he's built homes, he's he he, he basically ran a uh flower distribution business for for a long time and uh I mean when it comes to to figuring out problems, to laying things out, to measuring something. I mean, he can do anything. He's been such a joy to work with because he's well-versed. We're, we're all young. We think we know something and we're wrong. <laughs> you know, like my biggest thing is I try to rush through everything. And Kenny's like, hey, I'm going to step back and think this one through. And uh, But yeah, he's been a pleasure, a
0: pleasure. That's How many employees are you up to? Uh,
1: seven. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. F- full-time? Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh surprisingly, uh only four so four in the shop. We've got two engineers, um, and then our uh director of operations, Rebecca, in the office, um, holding the fort down keeping me in line.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Uh the engineers, are they structural engineers?
1: So um Joey who actually came from across the street uh he's this very well put together guy like as engineer as it gets but he's like he, he's he's hardcore he's awesome and just just fabulous but he was working for a company called uh Motor Wheel, and they it's a foundry and they they make brake drums and he um that market's been all over the place and he got laid off and he called me cuz I did a job for them once and uh it was a pleasure to work with him then and we we both I Guess we both had a good experience, and uh, he was like, Man, like, do you know anybody that might be hiring? Because at that time, I was like, A you know, two man show, it was me and Adam. Um, and uh, I was like, Why don't you come work for us, dude? You know, (laughs) and he's like, No, like, really? No, like, I'm serious as a heart attack, like, I'm a really hard worker, and I could weld anything in this world, but I need some smart people, and he's like. Welcome, talk to you. I'm about to have a baby, so it's gonna be two weeks. I'm like, that's cool, man. And uh, he came down, and you know, you know, I kind of hired him on the spot too. And and uh, he has been a key asset to us. I mean, and just a joy and a major part of the heartbeat of the company. And uh, he's a he's a, by trade, he's a mechanical engineer, but I made it very clear to him like man so small so young like we have to do everything you know um but he's just brilliant i mean just brilliant um he does a lot of our solidworks design stuff and uh 3d modeling and just always designing stuff and helping us i mean it's incredible and then uh and then we have um the savant joseph mcdonald who uh some of us call jimmy neutron he is hands down the smartest person I've ever met in my life. And he's, uh, I believe, 23, might even be 22. Um, but uh, he's that kind of guy that if you went to him and like, you know, I, I see your guitar. And if you're like, I want a guitar stand that has, you know, three legs, but I can collapse it by shaking it. Can you build it? And he's like, I got you, man. <laughs> and, like, he'll sit at his computer and design it, and it'll, and it'll be there. Might take a revision or two, but just incredible. And, uh, you know, with, with with all that's going on, like, I just, I love his way of thought, his way of thinking through things. Because, like, I don't have that, but, I like, I love encouraging it. Because he was this, I mean, to other people, he's this kid, right? He's this kid with a computer, and they're wrong. He's a genius. He's a genius that needs opportunity. He he wants to build something. He's an inventor, and like I feel like it's my job to empower him to do so because he can help us and we can help him, and it, it's so fun. How do you hire him? Um, so another guy that worked with us used to work with him and brought him in um, to help us do some modeling, and uh, I think Joseph and I just really hit it off. But I, you know, I think through college, he was just, like, he worked at a company that did field machining for the hydro industry, and they just, from the sounds of it, they kind of just, like, took advantage of him, and, uh, you know, didn't take him seriously, where, you know, all along, he was smarter than the people he worked for, and I hope he listens to this, because he's going to laugh, but, like, I truly believe that, you know, and he's capable, Um, but it's fun. It's, like, a lot of... I I know that that they felt that way because they were insecure.
0: Sure, cuz they're like this little kids going to kick my ass. Well, um people underestimate young people. Yeah. Young people, kids, they're so capable. Yeah. They they can be. Yeah. Um it's, it's awesome to encourage young people and and see if mm-hmm. they can do it. You know. They'll they'll stumble a little bit, but Kids and young people can really do things. You don't have to wait till you're 30 to start a business. You can start it when you're 20.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything's possible. And, uh, I mean, truthfully, like, what would really just push this over the edge is, is there's a guy out there who told me I can't. You know? Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, it was over. Yeah. I mean, and now I joke about it. Like, hey, man, you want that done? Tell me I can't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do you do any um thing besides metal work? Well, I mean
1: a <laughs> little of everything I guess, but but no, it's it's focused around uh, you know, welding, uh metal fabrication, machinery. What
0: what bit. do you um what would be kind of the staple of your projects that you do? I mean is it it's all cheesy
1: old? but taking care of a customer, right? Oh, yeah <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um I'm I'm just trying to imagine what um what kind of clients come okay. come to you.
1: So um I guess what sets us aside is we, we, we're not the, the company with all this equipment that you send me a print, I give you a quote, and we build it. We're kind of like the problem solvers, the solution finders. Um, one, because we've had to be, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, and and two, because it's what we're good at. But, um, for example, one of our good customers is Forsia Automotive, and they make all the mufflers for Volkswagen. And so for them, like we built what's called a flow rack, which... We completely made up, like pulled out of or whatever. But I mean, it, it basically, they were, they, they're able to feed a conveyor, like a magazine on a gun, you know, and it just shoots out into this automatic uh, uh, robotic welder. And we just kind of like came up with it, whatever, and uh, made it happen. And then they always need racks for their tooling and mm-hmm. handrails and this and that. So, but we take care of them, whatever they need, we take care of them. Um, and then we work very closely with, uh, other local manufacturing companies with racks, mezzanines, staircase, I mean, anything metal. And then also machining, you know, pins and bushings and, uh, facing off plates, which means like trying to cut a surface to very flat, you know, plus or minus, you know, one to two thousandths of an inch. Um, but it's funny. It's like I've done things as crazy as I, I built a meditation stand for African holistic healer. <laughs> you know, let's just I, I built this. Sw- we, we, I just dropped off a swing set this afternoon. A big galvanized swing set. Um, and like I've told you, we, we built multiple platforms uh, to go into hydroelectric dams for uh, power companies. Um, and, and honestly, that's what we love. The critical stuff. Um, like we built a three quarter inch stainless steel aeration manifold that actually was welded into the, the walls of a turbine unit down in Alabama. Um, and some other like really cool pieces like that. But yeah, that's kind of what pumps me up.
0: Have you ever, um, when you're learning, did you ever build a bike or anything like that? Or
1: no, I built a bumper once and I was like, I'll never do that again. (laughs) You know, just because I, I I do enjoy the business aspect of it. You know, I, I, I guess, uh, it's good and it's bad. Like I, I know not to, I, it's not, it sounds terrible, but like it's not profitable for me to waste my time like on silly things that like are eight hours and I'll charge you 200 bucks. Yeah. You know,
0: well, you're turning into a businessman. I mean, yeah, of course, I guess, course, you know?
1: <laughs> but it, it's funny. It's like what drives me is being able to do profitable work to have great people. Like I want the A team and like Joey, our engineer um, once said this and it's like become our favorite saying is that like, we want to be the special forces of fabrication and machining. You know, we want to be known for doing the best work. Um, so it, it does kind of take out the, the, some of the fun of like, Oh, we can build a bumper and take 40 hours for this, thing. you know, <laughs> like, yeah, that's cool. But you know, I want to be able to, to have a great team and, pay them damn well but mm-hmm. expect a lot you know that's kind of the vision
0: that's cool that's awesome what's the next piece of equipment you're gonna buy for your shop
1: well most things aren't bought they're acquired and rebuilt <laughs> right <laughs> I mean literally like our press break um, United Intertech was scrapping it and Dow Ripple the heavy equipment moving company called me and they're like hey they're scrap this and so I went over there and I took Bobby best friend. And, uh, I was like, man, I will pay for your rigging, which is heavy. I mean, this is a 32,000 pound machine. Wow. So it was $2,500 to take it to the scrapyard. I was like, I'll pay for the rigging if I can have it. They're like, they tore my arm off, you know? So, and that's the press rig. Um, my friend Dave Perano helped me rebuild over the course of a winter. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, like like I said, getting in this industry is hard financially.
0: How did you um, rebuild a press break? Uh,
1: YouTube, questions, calls, people, Dave, you know. Um, I mean, just like welding, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. You start figuring it out. I mean, and what I love about being a millennial, you know, because we're like under attack here, we have no <laughs> excuse not to learn. If you say you can't do something, I'm like, dude, get out. You can do anything now. If if you want to learn how to rebuild this, cool. You can figure it out. Well, you can figure it out. I mean, I was 100% taught by YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: whatever. No excuses. No,
1: I mean, there is
0: none. Um, but
1: it's been fascinating.
0: That's cool. Well, you have lots of drive and motivation. That's Maybe, maybe uh, too much. But. Well, uh, you need it. That's really good. Um how far what are what are some long term plans with this business?
1: well, funny enough, like my business plan um the guy who told me i can't wow. told me that i 've got to have a very good business plan to start mm-hmm. and uh so my plan has always been to not have a plan
0: <laughs> just to prove this one guy no no and, okay. and,
1: and that's not that's not true, but it was because i didn't know what I was great at yet, and every day we're getting closer to figuring out what we are great at. And like, we got a pretty narrowed down at this point after four years, but we still are, are, you know, finding our niche, but I wanted to find out what I was great at. I knew that like my family was not going to starve if I was not successful the first five years. And like, I was like, I'm going to figure out what I'm great at and what my team is great at. So that every day we get to walk into an environment where we can like execute greatness. Um, and so that's what it's narrowed down to, you know, I want to find out what I'm great at. And You know, now it's like, all right, we're really good at taking care of customers, heavy fabrication, doing it right the first time. I mean, our motto is we do it right the first time, on time, every time. And, like, we live by that. And we will not let that slide. I mean, we're passionate about it. Um, And I'm I'm so thankful that my guys are passionate about that.
0: Well, it sounds like you have a really good thing going. (laughs) Blessed. Do you... Have any mentors to help build these um, ideals that you have in your mind <laughs> who ta- who ta- I, I ta- you who taught you all this stuff for welding or no, not welding, but you're basically your outlook for life so positive um self motivated driven want to find out what you're great at. These are all things people learn later in life you're only twenty four
1: well i mean uh I mean my dad always taught me like everybody can be a teacher. So I do have tons of mentors, but like more than I can name, you know, I, I mean, you can be a mentor. I mean, I'm learning, from, like I'm inspired by, <laughs> by, you have way bigger cojones than I do to go out there like when you're 20 to Alaska, un- uncharted territory with a boat fishing with people like out to kill you because you're, it, in their eyes,
0: you're stealing from them. That's exactly, They're uh, yep.
1: And so they're they're after you, like. That's ambition. Like, holy smokes. Well, it,
0: it could have been stupidity or naiveness. I mean,
1: but same with me. I mean, like, so I mean, I, everybody was like, dude, you're gonna kill yourself. And my my mom goes, I'm gonna find you. You know, you're down there at two, three, four in the morning. I'm gonna find you, and you're laid, like, wrapped up, like, yeah, and I'm, yeah, you know, just dead. And I'm like, but mom, like, you know what I'm up against? You know, like, I gotta do this. So, I mean, as far like, you know, I told you that metal has always been like metaphorical to me. I mean, of of course, there's tons of external influences with with people, but call me crazy, but but metal has taught me how to be who I am. Like, never give up. I mean, you can bend that if you really want to with enough heat. You know, like or you know. It is possible if you do it the right way. There's a sequence to weld it if you want to keep it straight. Mm -hmm. But don't ever look at me and tell me you can't. You know, anything. Anything is possible. I mean, walking into a powerhouse like TVA and you look up there and you're like, how did they build this? Or I guess, I I don't know when the the Racket Mountain was built, but I was in a powerhouse that was built like in the uh, early 1900s in Alabama. And i'm looking around i'm like the machining is incredible they built these turbine units and these runners these stainless steel it's crazy and they did it in like 1920 Mm -hmm. so they can do it yeah by god (laughs) like i gotta figure out how to do this they
0: had they had a piece of paper and a pencil
1: right and all manual machines
0: yeah mechanical Um, machines
1: yeah and you know now we got cnc and stuff i mean I say we, not us. <laughs> yeah, we're working on that. That's the
0: next piece, right? You gotta find someone scrapping one,
1: right? But you know, it's—I it, can't tell you like how much I believe in that. That like metal has taught me so much. I mean, it's—you can't cheat it. You know, I mean a little bit, but <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you can fill a gap with a well, but yeah, you know, it's—it's it's interesting. But I don't know, I. I used to, to like to drive a lot and I just thought a lot and I never will forget like finding like, like when I first really got into welding, like the Zen I've found in that. I always tell people like welding aluminum is like my yoga. Mm. Like that's the only time in my life where everything's gone. It's gone. And I just think,
0: you know, aluminum. Yeah. Um, aluminum. Is that more difficult to weld? Cause it's softer.
1: It, it is. And you know, it's, it's it's gotta be perfectly clean and you know, a lot of people can just weld it, but can you weld it like dang good? Yeah you know, it's kinda fun. But uh no, I mean you could do it if you put your mind to it.
0: What, what's your favorite material to weld? Aluminum. Aluminum. Oh yeah. Can you Or weld? like really thick steel, but Yeah. Can you weld copper?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean I guess that'd
0: be more of a, a solder. Brazing and stuff like that. What what's is there a piece of um Around Chattanooga area, mm-hmm. is there a piece of, oh, building or a road or something that you're just very impressed with how it was made? The
1: door at uh, the,
0: uh, Flying Squirrel? N- well,
1: okay. The architecture there's off the chain. Yeah. It's I sad. love it there. Love but it. no, so you can see it off the highway, but the, uh, the door of the old wheel and founder building that was designed to open vertically. Uh, so if you're on the highway, like mm-hmm. going around moccasin bin, and you yeah. know the old foundry, yeah. which that's where our shop is down there in that area. But the, the building with the crane rails coming out, mm-hmm. if you ever look at that door, I don't know why, I just love that door. Wow. It was meant to open up and carry, uh, I guess, castings
0: out. Um, have you... Looked at the crane at the, uh, is it the Alton? It's not the Alton. And it's awesome.
1: So that's, that's the largest crane on America's inner seaboard. I read
0: about that yeah. in the airport. Yeah. I couldn't believe it.
1: Fascinating.
0: Yeah. How Fascinating. many, how many tons? I think it's like 250 tons. That, that makes your press break feel like a piece of paper.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. But you know, like with that, it's not just welding and machining and fabrication that just like blows my mind. It's industry, you know, like, the ingenuity it takes to like build something and do something. I mean, there's people out there that do not find excuses and I'm inspired, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know, you know, there's so many people I don't know, but I, you have inspired me, man. You know, I see something. I'm like, all right, that was a great idea. Like, how did he think about that? Or what did he do? What was his inspiration? Why did he do it? You know? Yeah.
0: Are you interested in fire towers at all?
1: I'm I'm not so like explain
0: that I, fire not, towers. You know you have one in Prince Cooper. Um, they're sixty five feet tall usually. They're oh, for built.
1: like spotting for forest fires.
0: Yeah, well they did it back in the day. They don't use them anymore. But the way they're built, um, they're like a lattice structure. Uh, it's overlapped angle iron that's um, galvanized and it's all bolted together. Yeah. So so it's like six, a lattice structure, right? Yes. So yes. Yeah. With, with X bracing and the stairs usually run and in the inside yeah. and they're just really cool to look at to see how they were assembled. Oh, I think back in the twenties they just poured some four pilings with four bolts and, um, there's not much to it. Right. And you, and they've lasted 80, hundred years. Some of them are still standing. It's really cool. Yeah.
1: That is awesome. And, and um, Kind of like a lot of the electrical structures. I mean, and uh substations. Um, believe it or not, like the substation downtown. I, I I think that a lot of that's like, like for EPB, it's like, you know, eighty years old, mm-hmm. but that the the galvanizing has preserved it. Yeah, you know, for so long. Um But yeah, I mean, I'm fascinated by all fabrications, and like, there, there's something to be that you can learn and get from anything that's ever been built. You like, know.
0: Well, you know all this construction, this road construction going on. Um, is that interesting to you when you're when you're driving oh. through and seeing? Okay, they put up um, they put up the new pilings for the bridge, right? And you can see what, and they're cutting the hill down. Is that interest?
1: I look, I drive by, and I'm like, how in the heck do they make these machines for so cheap? You know, like that's what I think about. I'm like, all right, if caterpillar can make this for that, yeah, you know, like. But you know, with the pilings and stuff. That That's a such a magnitude where like I haven't even like began to absorb you know like building this great road, like how do you quote that?
0: Oh, I have no clue, you know how do you- well, it's always over budget? I think they just throw out a low low number, get the <laughs> get the contract, right. and then whoops,
1: I mean, it's like, how do you do that? I don't know
0: I mean' cause, like I struggle
1: giving you a quote'cause like i'm I'm always like trying to be too honest if you're like, man, I want another microphone stand like. All right, man, like I swear you can buy that cheaper on Amazon, but I'll give you an, an honest quote' mm-hmm. like I'll really figure it out mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, it's gonna be four hundred and fifty dollars and you're like no, these were twenty nine I'm like okay, yep,
0: you know, do you ever have any aspirations to go to college now that you know what your passion is and
1: uh at the moment, not at all, but I would never say no like yeah. I would like I'm a lifetime learner. Great. Like you know, my, my grandmother, I love her. She went to college when she was, you know, in her forties. So, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of a day to day, like tomorrow I'm going to wake up cause it's the most important day in my life. Every like tomorrow is always the most important day of my life. Cause I, I, I can change tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Today was what it was, you know,
0: it's in the books. Yeah. I can learn from it. I'm
1: not gonna, you know, be mad about it. I'm gonna tie my boots up tomorrow. I'm gonna get to work. You know. I can do something about it.
0: Yeah. You know. What are you gonna do tomorrow? Tomorrow's Saturday, are you taking so it off? I'm on this
1: organization <laughs> kick. <laughs> okay. So like everybody's been so mad at me. Not not really, I say that
0: I keep everything in my
1: head. You know, I like to sell these jobs, do these quotes, get this stirred up. And I'm like, all right, Adam, you need to weld this right now. Kenny, you need to go do this. You know, Corey, I need you over here fixing this. What, what, whatever. And everybody's like, dude. And I'm like, I don't have time. Bye. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. No one. Like, it's my fault. No one knows what's going on but me. What if I die? Mm-hmm. You know. And so, like, we had a meeting. I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. You know. We're... we're we're getting this whiteboard. I've got it all planned out. Like, of course it won't go by the plan, but we're going to try to start, you know, planning everything better. So, um, I got to clear out some space in the shop for that. So that's my, well, that's what my weekend's dedicated to. That's
0: great. Um, are there sh- other guys in the shop going to, going to be there where you be by no. yourself? Okay. No. Yeah. That's great.
1: I hog work, man. I hog it. <laughs> you know, I love it. Man, I've never
0: met anyone quite like you. You're pretty you're pretty unique. Oh,
1: I know. A lot of people think my mom just like dropped me when I was a baby.
0: Yeah, maybe she did. You ask her? Maybe oh, she she would be like,
1: yeah. "Yeah." I mean, I I I like to work, you know, and the funniest thing is like when people ask me about like dating life. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> you know, like <laughs> got time for that. But it's like, you know, I I've I, I'm realizing now at 24 like dude you you can't just work yourself to death and i went way too far about eight months ago like i was just dead drained zombie and really thanks to the people i work with they've encouraged me like dude like go hang out with somebody go fish and go, and like i've started to do that more and the more i do that the better i am at work
0: oh yeah you need a reset yeah everybody needs a little balance yeah so is that what you like to do? Fishing on the side or what calms you down where you don't have to think about work? When you said what calms you down, I was like, welding, yeah. <laughs> doing aluminum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no,
1: just hanging out. Um, man, my dad, my dad's dog, uh, Eve is like my girlfriend. Just love being with her. And mm-hmm. I do love fishing. Like fine. If I never catch a fish, I like to be out there. Yeah. I like to be out there. Um, but I mean, I mean, spending time with family. Uh, this is embarrassing because, like, all I do is work. <laughs> yeah. like, but it's it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm waking up to the fact that I haven't made time for much other things.
0: Well, when you need to put in a lot of time when you start a business, it's very hard, and competitive out there. It's very cutthroat. Right. So I, I understand uh, needing to do that at this point in your life. Yeah,
1: but it's almost it's it's funny. It's like. To grow my business, I need to do less. I need to empower more people, give out more responsibility. Try
0: it. They say get out of your own way. So, yeah, they say that. Yeah,
1: and I've I've been trying. Yeah, you know, like, it's hard. I got a long way to go, and I know that.
0: It's hard to get out it of your is. own way,
1: but it's also rewarding. Like, um, like this week, Adam, who was really the first guy who. Uh, if we didn't do well, he wasn't going to feed his family. You know what I mean? Like, and, and he's been, been with me since um, almost the beginning, but he's all week. He's been on his own with a flatbed truck and a mobile welder, you know, and didn't need me. And like, I'm sure he didn't need me for a long time. You know, it's like, but it's so cool and he's prospering and growing. And I'm like so proud of him. And He hand. He, and I almost mean, I cried when he called me after the first day. He's like, man, I want to let you know, like, I'm just so proud to be out here representing Thoroughbuilt." And I was like,
0: dang. That's yeah. special. It
1: is. It is. But I'm like, see, dude, just get out of the way. Yeah. You know, they're not going to burn the place down.
0: If they do, you have insurance. That's right. And then you have a great story to tell. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're real interesting. Um, thanks for coming on the show Dude, and sharing so me uh, sharing with me your story. I'm glad you have two feet. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, it is important. I didn't think it think it was, but it is. You learned your lesson. Yep. I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> you know, we're getting there.
0: Well, it's great meeting you, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Likewise, thank you. All right, bye. <laughs> And there you have it. Nelson Johnson, everybody. It's really inspiring to see someone so young and so driven and so passionate about what they do. We need more people like Nelson. If you like the podcast, please tell your friends. Uh, You can leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and you can also write us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's really helpful. Otherwise, we'll see you next Friday. Bye.